0: Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Beginnings. It's a brand new journey. I'm so thankful that you are joining me on the way. My name is Andy Addis. I have the privilege of being the pastor at Crosspoint Church, and we are starting this journey together. Whether you consider yourself a crosspointer or not, I'm so glad we're on the same path at the same time. Now, this is a Beginnings. Uh, adventure. This is a 12-week process of getting some spiritual momentum in our life. And whether this is all brand new to you, maybe you're a brand new believer just exploring and everything, every word, every turn seems foreign. Or maybe this is all way too familiar, but the truth is that uh, that you're having to reboot. It's a comeback moment. Or you're somewhere in between. Maybe uh, it's just a push in the right direction, some fuel on the fire to get you going once again. Whatever the reason that you're here, This beginnings is for you, and I am so thankful that we are taking this journey together. Now, what we're going to do is over the next 12 weeks, we're going to resource you so that you, on your own, with uh, a Bible in hand and some determination in your heart, and the God above who loves you so much and is drawing you forward, you're going to find yourself Entering into some disciplines and doing some things that are going to draw you in a way that's going to make you stronger, not only for today and tomorrow, but for the rest of your life. We're going to do biblically what it says we need to do to establish some things that will make us the stronger, the more knowledgeable, the more faithful believer. And so if you will join us on this journey every week, you'll have this podcast It's accompanied by an email that has kind of a summary of the podcast, but it also has some helpful links. It has a challenge to you to apply some of the things that we have talked about, and it has a number of resources that you can take to go even further on this particular journey. So lots of things in your hands. The question is, what are you going to do with it? But the very fact that you're listening to this means you're already in a good spot because you're willing to cross the line. You've heard the starting pistol, and you are off. We are at this challenge called Beginnings. Now, I want to begin Beginnings at a very foundational place. I, as a matter of fact, let me make this statement that without this, the rest of it makes no sense. There are a lot of people who've tried to be spiritual without this. There are a lot of people who have tried to build upon this without having this, and, and, and we find that you get a few feet down the road or a few years through life, and, and it matters not. Not. So this is very important spiritually. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the assurance of your faith, the assurance of salvation. The foundation of everything spiritual is salvation. Everything spiritual is salvation. That's why there are those who don't have a real relationship with the Lord, but maybe they studied a lot of Scripture. Or there are those who consider themselves spiritual, but they have no relationship with Jesus. And we can get some weird ideas, and we can have some confused expressions. The foundation of everything spiritual is your salvation. Now, let me define salvation. It is God's rescue of those lost in sin, but saved by grace through God and the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. Let me try that one more time. Salvation is God's rescue of those lost in sin. That would be all of us. But saved by the grace of God through the work of Jesus Christ. Now, with that being the case, we admit we were lost, and only by God's good grace did he provide the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ, and that's what rescues us. Now, we know that, but some of us wrestle with doubts, with fears, second-guessing, and I need you to know that is not uncommon amongst humanity, but even amongst other believers. Just hear me on this. I wish I had time to give you my entire testimony. I've wrestled with it over the years, wrestled with things uh, related to the Bible, wrestled with things related to God himself, wrestled with, wrestled with issues of Christianity versus other faiths. These are things that, that are good for us to struggle through and good for us to learn about because they teach us so much about who we are and where we need to go. So just understand that doubts are not uncommon. You don't need to look at yourself and go, boy, I got problems. I'm so different. I have doubts. No, 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 no. We're all there. And it's uh, an original problem. Matter of fact, Satan is the one who started this back in Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis 3.1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And it entered in doubt entered into humanity. So just understand, you are not alone on this. Even the biblical writers, thousands of years later, they experienced doubts and they expressed a need for God to meet them at their moment of doubt. Psalm 51 is David writing, uh, the great King David, the writer of the Psalms, and he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Yeah, and if you didn't buy that, read the book of Job, the whole book, It's dealing with doubts and fears and why did this happen and why do I believe this and what are other people telling me? So just approach the issue knowing this. If you've ever struggled with a doubt, ever struggled with a fear, you're in good company. Now, where do these struggles and where do these doubts come from? Well, lots of places. Maybe you got some inadequate teaching. Maybe you became a believer, I don't know, at a concert or an event or a friend shared with you and it was really good, but but you had nothing to go on after that maybe in your own life you call yourself a believer, but you've neglected prayer and Bible study and worship, and out on your own you thought, I can handle this, but now you're starting to feel some doubts. It's commonplace that they come up. Sometimes uh, we've been taught inadequate things. We have been instructed, but we've been instructed wrongly that you're not really a believer unless, or you really don't have Jesus unless, and those things can confuse us other times we may be experiencing something in our own life uh, a circumstance a difficulty a trial a tribulation emotional spiritual mental and it causes you to doubt it causes you to really experience and express yourself in ways that you never thought you would and finally you know the reality is the satan that we talked about a moment ago who who brought doubt to us and the world we use that term all the time satan and the world there's a strong desire outside of us to cause a question and to move us away from what we claim to believe. But you need to know this. God's desire for you is to have confidence. He wants you to be absolutely confident, joyous, and sure of what you believe. 1 John 5, 11, 12, and 13. Let me read this to you. And this is the testimony that God gave us, eternal life, and that this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Man, that doesn't sound like a God who wants you to waffle and waver. It sounds like a God who says, I want you to know what you believe. I want you to be confident in that. And so, that's where we need to stress. If you today call yourself a follower of Christ and you struggle with doubts, you're not alone. But God's desire for you is to move past that, to grow in maturity so that you can have an absolute confidence in who he is and what he's doing. Now, how do you do that? How can you know? Why can I know that I am saved? Why can I know that salvation is mine? 1 John 1, 9. Here it is. It says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, I love that. I'm going to read it one more time. It's that important. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Matter of fact, 1 John 1, 9, that's our memory verse for this week in our series called Beginnings Here. I want you to note two things. What do we do? What's our responsibility? Confess. Now, What's God's responsibility? To be faithful, to be just, to forgive, and to cleanse. You see, it's all on him. The reason you can have confidence in your salvation is that It's not what you can do. It's what he has already done. It's not what you can provide. It's what he has already provided. We have confidence not in who we are or what we believe or how well we do this. Do we say the right prayer? Do we act the right way? Do we read the right version? Oh my goodness gracious, that ain't never going to happen. If it was on you, you'd be messed up just like me and we'd be lost forever. But because it's on God, he is the one who is faithful. He is the one who's just. He's the one who forgives, and he's the one who cleanses. And that's why we want to memorize that verse. For when any doubt washes upon you, when any failure comes into your life, you need to remember, it's not about me, it's about him. And we can return to him with confidence because... He is the one who does the saving, and we can be assured of that. Now, some people have struggled with a concept called losing your salvation. Well, what if I was saved and I was sure of that, but, man, I, I really messed it up, and I'm sure I lost it. Jesus' own words in John chapter 10 says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. If, you, if you're at a place where you can do this, I want you to say never perish. Ready? One, two, three never perish they will never perish and no one okay on count three say no one one two three no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand i and the father are one so here's the deal you didn't earn your salvation so you can't unearn your salvation I know we've heard a lot of different things, and we believe a lot of different things. But as a believer, what does God's Word say? What what do the words of Jesus say? He says, those who are mine, who follow me, will never perish. doesn't say they'll never perish if they stay right, if they stay clean, if they stay near me. That's not what it says. It says no one, no one has the ability to snatch them out of the Father's hand. And you know what's incredible about that? That no one includes you. You can't get your own self out of this predicament. You are in God's hand. And according to God's own word, you can't be snatched away. Now, for you and I, that's good news because we'll never live perfectly. Even those of us who love Jesus so much and are trying so hard, we'll all mess up. We'll all fall away. We'll all go through periods of time. Some of you who are listening to this have been far from him for years and years and years, and you wonder, would he ever take me back? Yes, he'll take you back. The reality is he never left you. You may have turned your back on him but he's been with you the entire time. So you can have confidence to know that he is faithful and just. He will forgive and he will cleanse, not because of who you are, but because of who he is. So how do we respond to this? I call it the ABCs. Admit, believe, confess. Anytime we struggle with doubt, If you would just admit to God that you are frail and you are broken, admit to him that you are sinful and that your doubt is caused by this world and our own behavior. If you would then believe in him and really give him your heart and your life and and put your trust and rely upon him and then confess you are God and you are Lord and your son Jesus is enough. This is a prayer that draws you closer to God. Now, there's no magical prayer. Matter of fact, prayer is not powerful, but the God we pray to is powerful. There's no holy incantation. You're never going to get the words just right, but there is an amazing God who is willing to bend low near the earth and hear his children. So we admit, we believe, and we confess. Whenever we are in doubt, admit, God, I'm in doubt because I'm in a sinful place. God, I'm in doubt because I'm a sinner. I believe in you. I believe in you, and I confess, I struggle, but you are great. You are Lord. So let me lead us in a prayer like that, and um, then we'll kind of bring this first session to an end. Let's pray, and we're going to ABC it out, admit, believe, and confess. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have been so good to us, but we do admit we wander, we let our mind uh, go to places that it shouldn't, we often explore things that cause doubt. And we just admit that we're in rough shape sometimes. We admit that we're sinful, and we live in a sinful place, and we're amongst a sinful people. But we do believe in Jesus. We can't always believe, and we struggle sometimes. And if we're really honest, there are days that our belief is stronger than others. But we believe, and so we confess. We confess that we're sinners and that you are great. We confess that Jesus is Lord and I have the responsibility to follow him for the rest of my life. And as doubts wash upon me, as doubts try and overtake me, God, let me have confidence to stand not on who I am, but on who you are. Not on what I have done, but what you have done. And we pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Guys, be confident. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Real quick, here's some things you can do to apply this and increase this confidence in your life. Memorize that verse, 1 John 1, 9. Believe it. When you experience doubt, say it again and again. Write it down. Speak it. Underline it in your Bible. Share it with others. Speaking of that, share your testimony. Tell a friend. Tell a family member make a post on Facebook, whatever you got to do, but share your testimony, that will build you up, that will give you confidence when you not only are in the word, but then you begin to express it and you step out there. Where did Jesus say he was? If you will go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'll be with you to the very end of the age. Jesus is with us when we testify when we're out there. Next, begin reading your Bible and praying. Now, I'd spend more time there, but we're going to talk about that as one of our beginning sessions. And finally, follow through with baptism. That's going to lead us right into what we're doing next time. So lots of opportunities. Check the uh, check uh, the email for some resources. Uh, there are books to recommend. There are links to read, all kinds of things to give you some encouragement. I am so thankful that you are here. There is no way you would be here if God didn't want you here. Jesus said, no one comes unto the Father unless the Father draws him. Have confidence in this. The only reason you're listening to this is the God of the universe loves you he has chosen you, and he wants you to remember that if we have confessed our sins, he is faithful and just, will forgive us and cleanse us. You have confidence because you are in the hand of a loving God. Many blessings. And uh, maybe share this with some friends, but either way, we'll be back with you next week for the second edition of Beginnings. God bless you.